0: This is 68, it's called Four Helpful Tools to Develop Independence for ND Kids. Mm -hmm. Well, hello there. Welcome to episode 68. And as Avery said, this one is called Four Helpful Tools to Develop Independence for ND or Neurodivergent Kids. And by neurodivergent, we mean people whose brain differences affect how their brain works. So they might have different strengths and challenges from people whose brains don't have those differences. And just as a wee heads up, Next episode, we're going to be discussing some of the new terminology. Well, it's new to me and to many of the people in my circles, I mean, because the language well, language always evolves and changes, and it probably has changed for other people quite some time ago. But for some of us, even us, the disability parents and advocates, we are catching ourselves up. And so I figured that... If I was behind in some of the lingo, then you might be too. So I thought that we would share what we know. So we're all in the know, you know? Okay. Turning our attention back to the present. I feel like this episode is a present. It feels like a gift and we are really excited about this one. I mean, we're excited about each and every episode, obviously, but this one feels extra special. Just like me. Just like you. You're absolutely right. Avery's sitting beside me. Hi, Mommy. How was your day at school today? Good. It was really fun. I think every day is fun for you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Are you the happiest person on earth? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, listen, I'm going to talk into this microphone for a little while, and then will you come back and share your joke of the week with us? Sure. Perfect. We'll see you soon. See you soon. So the topic of the last episode generated the why and the what and the how of this episode. So last episode, we talked about why we have certain safety strategies in place when Avery is out in the community. So Cole's notes version, if you didn't hear that one, these are the tools that allow us to allow her to move around more independently by giving her freedom, but also addressing safety concerns. And we ended that episode with a promise that today we would go into a bit of detail about the four tools, look what they are, how they work, and why we love them, which leads me to a drum roll. That's a drum roll. FYI, I did play drums in junior high, so I do know my way around a snare drum. Anyway, drum roll, we are thrilled to announce that Mido is the first official sponsor of the A Very Bright Life podcast. Yay! I have been hesitant about dipping my toe into the podcast sponsor pool because mm, the space was never really intended to be an income stream or anything. However, I have been working with this special brand called Mido for a while now. I've been writing content for their website and Avery has been using their the Mido app and the smart cash card since the summer and we cannot say enough about it. So when I mentioned to the Mido team that we were going to be doing an episode to honor International Day of Disabled Persons, which is coming up on December 3rd, and I told them that I would be speaking about how we are using Mido with specific thoughts about how we find it really useful in terms of accessibility and developing life skills for neurodivergent kiddos like Avery. Um, They agreed to jump on as a sponsor for this episode. So, woo! And also, Avery is thrilled because, and I have spoken about this on social media, we are a team. So if I get paid for something that she is a part of, like a sponsored social media post starring her, or this podcast, which has her name in the title, she gets a cut. And guess where that money goes? It goes right onto her Mido Smart Cash Card, and she can save her money, she can spend it any way she likes, which is most likely going to be something edible or something Ninja Kids TV related, but I'm not judging. So big welcome to Mido. Thank you for being our first sponsor. We are super excited to have you on board for this episode and to tell everyone how truly great this app is. And how Avery is loving her very cool, very grown-up smart cash card. And to explain how Mido is a really important part of the toolkit that we are using to help Avery develop more independence as she practices her life skills and her financial literacy skills at home and uh out in the community so let's jump right into it hey everyone it's a very bright life it sure is your life is so bright i gotta wear shades we are so happy that you're here with us let's do this thing One of the main goals as a parent is to give our kids neurotypical and neurodivergent strategies and tools that are going to help them to develop their independence when they're out in the community, when we set them free into the world. So here are four such tools that we are using with pretty good success in no particular order. So number one, smartwatch. Now I will just come clean. And I think I've said this before, but I will say it again. When smartwatches first came out, I was like, uh, that is so stupid. Why would I want to strap radiation and technology to my body? I don't like it. But then I relented when I realized that the positives far outweighed the negatives that I had created in my brain. So the positives for me are some of the medical trackers. So there's a seizure monitor on Avery's watch, a heart rate monitor, And I realize they aren't the be-all and end-all, but they do provide some extra comfort for us and also data, 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 you know what I mean, about Avery that we are grateful for. And for me personally, as a mama who struggles, oh, struggles hard with insomnia, I am really enjoying the sleep tracker. It's an extra app that you put onto your phone and then the watch acts as like the actual monitor. And uh, does it help me sleep? No, but I do find the data very interesting and it gives me some insight into how I can better tweak my sleep hygiene and it is useful enough, I'm finding it useful enough for me anyway, that I'm willing to ignore that little voice inside my head that keeps saying that sleeping with technology strapped to me is probably not the greatest, but I'm sleeping much better, so I'm going to go with it. Anyway, uh, medical pluses aside, Avery's watch overall has proven to be a pretty instrumental component of our independence toolkit. I can track her physical movements around the neighborhood from the comfort of the Find My app on my phone. And it brings it right down to a pretty precise location. So now if she wants to play outside after school with the neighborhood kids, she puts on her watch and she can just go roam free like an old school free range kid. And well, there are some additional boundaries, like actual boundaries, and she knows where those are. And if she wants to go beyond those boundaries or into somebody's backyard or something, she can phone me or she can text me from her watch to let me know. And I can also monitor her heart rate from my phone. Not that this is in any way a medical device. It is not. It is a watch. And I totally get that. But if her heart should happen to do something funky, I would get an alarm on my phone. And fortunately, this is yet to happen, touching touching all the wood. But if I did um, get an alarm, I would immediately go and check it out. And I'm just happy to know that I have that extra heads up. So, And on the topic of playing outside with friends, I am so, so here for it. It is a definitely a rite of childhood. And I just uh, I love the sound of kids running around and bouncing basketballs and shouting and laughing, unless I'm trying to record the podcast in that case. I, I'm not here for it, but <laughs> they're out jumping rope and they're playing kick the can and they're playing hide and seek and all of that. And I feel like freedom and fresh air is just so important. Oh, but on the topic of hide and seek, Avery knows that she has to hide with somebody. That's just an epilepsy given. If she was hiding alone and she had a seizure, that just, it wouldn't be ideal. So she hides with a buddy and it's all good in the hood, literally. So yeah, so mostly the watch allows me to track her location in the neighborhood and also if we're out in a store, if we should become separated, or if she ventures out of my sight to fetch some bread or some cereal or whatever the thing is that I've sent her for a few aisles away, I can see where she is. But truthfully, after that creepy guy in Walmart, I'm, I took a few steps back and I'm keeping her a little bit closer. But I believe that is a, that is a Lisa issue not an Avery issue and I'm working through it. So baby steps. And also with her phone or sorry, her watch, her phone stays at home because I'm so concerned that she's act. She's accidentally going to like start watching YouTube or something on her phone when she's out of Wi-Fi range. And we have a very basic plan and that would cost me a gazillion dollars. So her phone stays at home and then she has her watch. Anyway, that's just an aside, but with her watch, I can track where her school bus is. So how close it is to home. So I know when I have to go outside and meet her And her new thing is that she texts me from her watch. Her watch is cellular, just in case you're wondering how she can text outside of Wi-Fi zones. She texts me from the bus to tell me how her day went. So any big news like the fact that they had pizza for lunch or it was her EA's birthday or her new one is, mom, I drank all my water today. She's very proud of herself. I love having a record of these updates. So all in all, we're pleased with the watch. And although I do stand by my original suspicions and feelings that wearing wearable tech probably isn't the best, the advantages, for now anyway, have definitely proven to outweigh the disadvantages. So we're going to keep on keeping on. And speaking of the disadvantages, one major, very realistic disadvantage is price. Smartwatches are not cheap. And it's only thanks to my sister-in-law that Avery got a watch in the first place because she heard me talking about some of the health tracking features and then bam, my brother was all over Apple and he ordered his niece a watch. So, And then from there, I needed one also and uh, so here we are. And yeah, so price acknowledged, not everyone can afford one or not every kid is ready to be responsible for a watch. The screen is glass so it can crack if it's whacked on something and though... It is water resistant. Uh, It's not meant to get totally soaked. Plus it's small. It's a watch and it can be easily misplaced. And not to mention, and this is awful to think about, but oftentimes our ND kids are beautifully naive and sometimes generous to a fault and expensive items can be removed from them. So Yeah, they can be taken advantage of and it's not cool. So yeah, so some families might have taken the whole watch idea off the table or at least put it on hold for now. So an alternative, something that my very smart friend Tina did this summer was buy an Apple tracker or AirTags, they're called. And these are small devices. I think they're about $30 each or you can get them in a pack of four or something like that. And they can be attached to a keychain, which is then attached to a backpack or even your child's belt loop, or they can even wear them on their wrist. And like, let's just say they're on a field trip with their summer camp to medieval times. And maybe the mom is nervous because this whole letting her child out into the world without them was super new and kind of scary. Let's just say, for example, hypothetically speaking, the mom could then track her child's location, which would give her some Real peace of mind. (laughs) Let's just say. Um, Now, I've read a few articles that explicitly say that air tags are not meant for kids and people. Um, Sorry, kids are people. Kids are people too. Kids and pets is what I'm trying to say. Um, They're more for your keys or your purse or your wallet or your luggage or something like that. They're not for living, breathing creatures. However, when used as just an extra layer of protection or monitoring, as we the parents are stumbling through the process of learning to foster greater independence for our kids. And it, if it gives us the confidence to be able to forge ahead, I am proclaiming that it is a very acceptable tool for our toolkit. So meh. Number two, disability intro cards. It's not a very catchy title. These are business card-sized, laminated cards created by me for a specific purpose. And that purpose is to alert cashiers or anyone who Avery might be interacting with out in the community um, of her developmental disabilities and her challenges with speech. So Avery's Disability Intro Card, and if you know me, you know I love an acronym. So I did shorten it originally to a DIC card, but then I realized that a dick card wasn't exactly the message that I wanted to send. So I nixed the, uh, the acronym for now, and I'm gonna tweak the name of the cards and then come up with a better acronym at some point, but for now. Um, her card says, I have a disability. It can be difficult for me to speak clearly, explain my wants and needs, follow directions and process information. I may need assistance. I appreciate your patience while I practice community life skills. And then of course, there's a cute little picture of a cat because Avery's cat. So Avery carries her card in her wallet and she shows it to cashiers when she's at the checkout so that they are aware and patient and they can offer assistance if she needs it. And sometimes she doesn't need any help at all, but then sometimes she does. So it is good for the cashier to be ready if Avery needs some support. And overall, I would say our experience with people in retail, like cashing Avery out at a at a grocery store or whatever has been very positive because people are generally kind and understanding and pretty helpful, but not always. And I'm not saying that they are deliberately rude or uncaring, but uh, humans are human and they don't always recognize when someone has a disability or when um, they can't find the words or they just need some extra help. So when Avery presents her card, which she really loves to do. She's quite proud of it. You can just see the comprehension spread across the person's face and their whole demeanor shifts. And all in all, it just makes for a smoother and more positive experience for both parties, I think. So where did this idea come from? Out of necessity, of course, because necessity is the mother of invention, as they say. So this mother was so full of chicken that she decided that this kind of card would be necessary. So I should probably explain that. Okay. So one day in the summer, I was driving Avery and her friend home from summer camp. And I asked the girls if they would like some takeout dinner because cooking. So they both like whooped and hollered and they're like, yeah. And Avery suggested Mary Brown's chicken, which is a restaurant near our house. And so I parked right in front of the big glass window that looks into the store and the girls waited outside, and I went in for just a quick minute to tell the cashier that some lovely ladies would be coming in to order um, some dinner. And I told this young guy who looked to be about fifteen years old that they have developmental disabilities, and asked that if he could assist them if they needed it, um, that would be great, and that they could order whatever they liked, and yada yada. So telling him that they could order whatever they liked was probably my biggest mistake. So. I went outside to wait in the car and the girls went in and placed their orders. And when they came out, I was shocked. So each girl was carrying a massive paper bag. Uh, They had ordered over $50 worth of chicken for for the two of them. They each ordered a family meal. I mean, I did say they could order whatever they wanted, but I'm my my God, that was a lot of chicken. And they were so pleased with themselves for doing it on their own and also for scoring so much chicken and fries and macaroni salad and drinks. But uh, it ended up being a win because uh, we had lunch and dinners for the next few days sorted. So I was good with that. But that's when I decided to cut out the middleman or the, the middle mom in this case. And instead of me going in to groom the cashier. that sounds wrong, instead of me going in to set up the scene, I decided to create these cards as a simple, mom-free way that Avery could go in and introduce herself to cashiers, which would hopefully further support her in developing her own voice and her self-advocacy and her independence. So I'm really pleased with the way they're working out. So I'll post a photo of Avery and her disability intro card on Instagram and on our website. So you can go and have a look if you like. And eventually, dot, 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 there will be a link uh, on our website where you can click it and you can order your own custom DIC. (laughs) still sounds wrong. I'm planning on having that ready to go early in the new year. So that'll be on my things to work on over the Christmas holidays in my jammies. So that's fun. Number three is the Mido app and smart cash card. So Mido has become a really big part of our life skills toolkit. And in case you're unaware, Mido is a money management app and a reloadable smart cash card for kids and teens that has complete parent oversight. So I'm talking about this parent and I'm able to oversee everything that Avery does on the app and on the card without getting too much in her way. So we have been using Mido for about four months, and we are really big fans. So here is what it is and what we love about it. So first of all, it's super easy to sign up. You can do it all online through RBC online, but you don't have to be an RBC client to join. You download the app from the App Store or Google Play, and a physical card is also mailed out to you. And Avery calls it her credit card. I mean, It looks like one, it has her name on it, and it functions like a credit card in that she can use it to buy things. But to be clear, it is not a credit card. It is a prepaid, reloadable Visa card. So here's how it all works. So Avery earns money by completing tasks, and that is the earn feature, which I'm going to get to in a minute. Or sometimes I'll just load money onto her card as a one-time thing, like when family members give her money for her birthday or something, and the money is added to her card, and then she can choose what she wants to do with it. So she can save it up, she can spend it, and she can only spend what is on the card, so there's no danger of overspending or creating debt or paying interest or anything like that. Um, And I can see through my app on my phone, what she spends, when she spent it and where so and then I can react to her little spends with emojis. So the other day, (laughs) I saw that she bought lunch at the school cafeteria and I'm like, like, and if she misplaces her card, I can easily lock it and unlock it from my end. Plus I can add my husband to the account for free so we can both set tasks, track track her spending and all that stuff. So there's a free 30 day trial. And then after that, if you're fully on board and loving it, which you will be, there is a cost of $2.99 per month. And that's for two parents and up to five kids at no extra cost. So I think that's a pretty good deal. Here's what we love about the smart cash card. So having her own card makes Avery feel so independent. She doesn't have to ask to borrow my card and I don't have to be without it, which I enjoy. With her own cash card, she can only spend what's available on there. So she needs to check her app before she goes shopping to make sure she has enough money. The smart cash card just helps kids take responsibility for their spending, which it's a lesson that we all need to learn. I'm looking at myself. Also, the ability to tap is helpful for people with fine motor challenges like not having to type in passcodes. And it also removes the social communication element of transactions. Transactions can be very personal, and many neurodivergent people find face-to-face communications to be a little stressful. Or in Avery's case, it's the verbal communication part that can be tricky. As a means of convenience for both of us, we no longer have to scramble to find cash on Fridays. That's the day of the week that she likes to buy lunch at the school cafeteria. And I use the term lunch loosely. Last week, Avery bought pie for lunch. Not a pot pie. Not shepherd's pie. Apple pie. She had a big old slice of pie for lunch. So she is definitely my child. Anyway, there's no need to look for coins in the couch cushions. She can just bring her cash card to school with her and she can choose what she likes. And... She appears to be a little bit more discerning when she knows that she's spending her own money as opposed to mama's cash, so that's a good thing. And uh, she can tap to pay at the school cafeteria, and she feels quite proud and grown up about that, and rightly so. Plus, it just helps kids to understand the value of earning and learn how to make their money last until the next payday. Saturday's payday! (laughs) That's Avery saying, Saturday is payday! That's from a reel that we made of her using her smart cash card out in a boot. Anyway, uh, what else did I want to say about that? Yeah, so we really like all of that. And then on top of it all, there's the earn feature. And that's when kids can set goals on the Mido app. So they can identify items that they'd like to save up for maybe. And that is cool because goal setting is really the first step into learning how to create and stick to a budget budget. That's the B word right there. They can also use the Mido app to visually track their progress in their savings. And um, as well, we can set tasks for her to complete. So these are chores. That's what we used to call them back in the day. So for example, one of Avery's weekly tasks is feeding the dog in the morning, and she gets paid $2.50 for this task. She also helps sort laundry on the weekend, as well as unload the dishwasher. And a few other things. So each of these tasks earns her a sweet payout if she completes them. And it's her job to click complete as soon as they're done. So she needs to do this by Friday night because every Saturday is, as Avery said, payday. And uh, yeah, the money comes. I don't even have to think about it because I load money onto my app and it automatically comes out of that and goes onto her card. So I don't even have to think about it. And the less thinking I have to do, well, that's a good thing. Um, What else? There's also tasks, by the way, around the house that she does that are not paid. They are just helping out and pulling her weight as, as a family member, like helping to carry in groceries or bringing down her dirty laundry or cleaning out her lunch container. She does all of these kinds of things to be helpful and not for payment. And uh, I think that's good to have a balance between the two. I mean, there are different schools of thoughts on allowances. Some parents are all for it. Others are like a hard no. But personally, I think providing kids with a chance to earn money is a great way to help them start learning about financial responsibility. But whether you provide a weekly fixed allowance without any specific expectations attached, or you pay for specific completed tasks... I think providing kids an opportunity to earn an income and manage their own money definitely helps develop their financial literacy. And an allowance is the first baby step into the workforce. It gives kids the experience of managing an income before they even get a job. So, yeah, the Mido app is a really easy and fun way to create and track and pay Avery for household tasks, and sometimes just to transfer money over to her card. Avery's granddad sends me money for me to put onto her card for special occasions like her birthday, and then that way he doesn't have to go out and get her something, or more like I don't have to go out and get her a gift to give from him. Yeah, so she knows that the money transfer is from him, and she can see the payment on her card. And it's all very exciting when she sees the amount of, of money that she has is on her card is going up. What is that like? Mine's always going the opposite direction. <laughs> anyway, the app also has an area called Mido Play, which is um, like a variety of kid-friendly short lessons about and trivia about money, and it's intended to teach them about things like budgeting, Um, saving and investing and what debt is, I can easily speak to that, and a number of other topics around money skills. And I think it's really well done, Um, and they're always adding new topics. And Avery has taken a look, and we've jumped on to a couple of the first lessons about income, like what is an income? And she got it after reframing that concept a few different ways, but then that was it for her. She is not interested in the trivia right now, and I will not force it because... We know, especially parents of divergent learners, you can't force it. Learning has to be engaging and it has to be applicable. So Avery isn't a read this kind of learner. She's a doer. So we're taking our financial literacy lessons out on the road and we're learning as we go out in the world, which usually involves a food court. Um, So yeah, but we will go back and revisit the play activities when she's ready. But all in all, we give Mido five stars. Five stars which uh, is the current rating of this podcast, by the way. So thank you very much for that. I will put the Mito link in the show notes and you can try it free for 30 days and see if you love it as much as we do. And if you end up signing up for a new MIDO account, you can use the code AVERYBRIGHTLIFE10 from now until December 31st, 2022, and you'll receive $10 in your account to get you started. So that's nice. Okay, and uh, yeah, here's number four. It's the final tool for now. I'm calling this Planted Friendly Observers, and it's super simple, but it's very effective. So as Avery and many of her peers who are also out there just doing their thing, being as independent as possible and continuing to practice their life skills, there's a bit of a gap to bridge between practicing, like fully supervised with a parent or a caregiver or maybe a friend or a sibling, And then going just completely solo. So here's a strategy that we are implementing to bridge that gap. And it's keeping Avery's desire for independence and my desire not to pass out from anxiety in mind. And it is called PFOs. There's that acronym. Planted Friendly Observers. So think um, secret shoppers, but friends or family who are acting as deliberate plants in a store or a restaurant or a movie theater or wherever. And their job is to inconspicuously, um, and I'm not adverse to like baseball caps and fake mustaches here, whatever works to observe from afar as our kids go through the steps of whatever task they're practicing. So it could be going to the bank machine or placing an order at a fast food place for lots and lots of chicken or going to a matinee with a friend or something like that. So the PFO observes for safety reasons, but they don't interact with Avery unless it's completely necessary. And no, this isn't spying. She is completely aware of the strategy and she is fully on board. Um, Avery never knows who might be watching over her when she goes into the dollar store, for example, all by herself to buy a birthday card for her friend and a chocolate bar for herself. But she understands that her mom has arranged this like for now and that it's not forever but it is a compromise so that she can experience the independence of shopping alone while maintaining safety and she knows that if she needs a hand for whatever reason she literally just needs to raise her hand and the PFO will reveal themselves and come help her out so i think it's i think it's a win-win for everyone especially if she also buys me I know Henry Barr, just saying. So all in all, we're very pleased with how these four tools are helping support independence and growth and learning. And I'm talking about Avery's growth and learning and mine, because with practice and the support of tools like these, Avery gains the experience and the expertise and the skills and confidence that she needs to move ahead with increasing independence. And I feel pretty good about it. So Yeah, those are our tools. So thank you again, Mido, for being our first sponsor. Not to mention, just for being you and for giving us another tool for our toolbox. We really appreciate it. So if you want to know more about Mido and how it works and where to sign up and all of that, you can check out the link in the show notes. And uh, final thought, December 3rd, as I mentioned earlier, is the International Day of Disabled Persons. And it's a day meant to recognize visible and invisible disabilities and to promote the importance of inclusion in life. And as disability advocates, disability parenting advocates and storytellers, we can help bring awareness to strategies and tools like these that will help disabled youth navigate their community by fostering accessibility and ultimately independence, which is the goal, right? To give our kids the confidence and the skills and the tools to be able to go out there and live their best lives. If we can do that, we're winning. All right. So if you if you have any experience with any of these tools and you try them and you like them, please let us know. And if you have any other tools that you would like to share with us that we can put into our toolkit, I'm all ears over here. And don't forget to go over to Instagram at some point and check out Avery's DICs. I can't let it go. I will come up with a better name at some point very soon, I'm sure. Thanks again for listening. If you want to share this with other families who might find these tools and strategies helpful, that would be great. Um, otherwise, we will check in with you in two weeks. And uh, here's Avery with her joke of the week. Well, hello. Welcome back. Thanks, Mom. Do you have a jokey joke for us? Ah, uh, yeah. What is the horse favorite store at the mall. What is the horse's favorite store at the mall? Old Navy. Old Navy. That's really good. Thanks, Mom. Thanks for listening. Your support means so much to us. So thank you so much for sharing the podcast and for leaving us comments and reviews. We really appreciate it. We are just thrilled to see this bright, beautiful community growing in this way. And if you know somebody who you think might enjoy this podcast, perhaps a disability family or just somebody who likes to chat, please send them our way. And if you'd like to leave us a comment, or if you have questions or topic suggestions, you can leave us a comment on our podcast page on our website, which is linked in the show notes. Or if you want to get super fancy, you can leave us an audio message on the Anchor app. I know, it's super cool. Okay, thanks again for listening and we will talk to you soon.